I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello everybody out there in podcasting world! It's John, the host of the Super Awesome Geek Show, and I'm here with Rob. Go ahead and say hello, Rob. Hey, guys. So, Rob, what's been going on lately in your life? Oh, fun stuff. I found out this week uh conclusively that I do not have MS or brain cancer so I'm exceptionally happy about that. Well that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, hey, it's what's going on this week. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't expect to hear anything about that, but sure. That's that's awesome that you're not going to die. <laughs> yes. Well, well, at least not as soon as, you know, potentially. Yeah. And I've watched the hell out of Jessica Jones over the course of this weekend i've like marathoned it like crazy awesome. so yeah I'm, I'm not done yet i'm maybe halfway through so Ooh, man it's good <laughs> well today we have a special guest with us um you some of you might remember about a year ago it was october of 2014 we talked to dean es richard an author here in seattle and uh we have him once again on the show as a return guest hello dean how you doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I I don't know conclusively that I'm not going to die in the near future, though. So now I'm now I'm actually <laughs> nervous after Rob said that. <laughs> and I literally just started watching Jessica Jones. I finished the first episode about five minutes before uh, I started talking to you guys. So no spoilers, please. Okay. <laughs> cool. Oh no, that's not till next week. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a lot of thoughts on it, though, so I'm really looking forward to, to getting more into it. Yeah, all right, cool. Hey, do you think you'll have it watched by the 29th? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I better, right? Well, if you want to, you can come on and talk to us on the 29th I, about it. I will we're 100% gonna, do that. We're going to geek out the oh, whole episode on the 29th. <laughs> Count me in. All right, all right. So, you heard it here first. <laughs> 6 p.m. next week, we'll, uh, we'll geek out about the Jessica Jones. All right. But anyway, what we're here to talk about first, though, Dean, is, uh, you know, introduce yourself a little bit more. I know you've got a couple of things going on now. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing recently? Uh, recently, I've, I've been writing. I've been working on a few few projects. Some of you might know my my debut short story collection, uh, 3024. It's just a bunch of short stories set in one common universe with a lot of overlapping paths. So kind of if you're a fan of the Marvel universe and want something like that in science fiction, you'll you'll dig that. Um, but that's been out for a little while now. And actually, I think it was right about the time I was on the show last, I started a project called The Ventress, which you can find at theventress.com. And uh, basically, it's an ongoing, I can say, crowdsourced storytelling. Uh, basically, what it is is I post a short story every other Friday, and at the end of that is a poll about what happens next. And the readers get to vote on that. Uh, it's very democratic, majority rules. And so whatever's voted on is what I write for the next the next period. So oh, that sounds awesome. It's It's been a lot of fun to write. Um, like I said, I started a year ago just sort of on a whim of, of I think this would be a super fun thing to do. Um, it's not 
massive by any stretch of the imagination. We get about 20 votes on it every week. I'd like to see that number go up, obviously, but it's been just enormously fun to write. And it's one of those projects that's it's, it's a passion project for me. It's something that I thought would be really fun to do. I, you know, we all probably grew up with the Choose Your Own Adventure books, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's oh, yeah. The same kind of thing brought into the Internet age of of now everybody gets to vote on it and and kind of majority rules on, on that. And so it's it's online. It's free to read. It's free to vote in. Uh, I do have a Patreon campaign kind of as a as a tip jar for it out there. And I've got some perks to go along with that, like patches and stickers and that sort of thing uh, for those who do choose to throw in a few bucks or whatever. Um, but I wanted to make sure it was it was free to read just so everybody can participate if they they feel so inclined. So that's what I've been I've been has been my mainstay publicly. I'm working on the follow up to 3024 as well and a couple other uh, long form projects that hopefully will be out in the not too distant future. But yeah, that's that's what I'm working on these days. Yeah. And 3024 is on uh, Amazon. You can actually get it on Kindle form on Amazon, can't you? Yeah, yeah, Amazon, Kobo, Nook. If you're into the the smaller ones, I actually have it for sale on on my website. If you want a hard copy of it, which is just dean43.wordpress.com. Um, if you want the the hard copy of it, I'll send you a signed copy, and you can order it That's directly cool. from me as well. So, but yeah, definitely available on all the major ebook platforms as well. Awesome. You know that Ventures thing sounds amazing. Have you ever? Has, has it ever has it ever taken you in a direction that you just didn't expect to go in? Yeah, it, it really has. There have been a couple times um, where I think I'm super clever and I and I put you know two or three options. There's usually two or three options at the end of it, and I'm like, I know exactly where this is going to go. I don't even have to worry about outlining any of these other options. I know what everybody's going to vote for, and then everybody votes for the one option that I had <laughs> no idea what I was going to do with. So. Um, which is kind of what I wanted out of it. As as a writer, I've seen myself get into storytelling ruts, and and so I kind of wanted to do it for that reason, uh, for an exercise anyway, that I wanted to be able to challenge myself and be challenged and be forced out of some of my habits, even if they're okay habits, even if they're not necessarily bad habits or bad things. Yeah, uh, it forces me to to say something or do something that I might not have done on my own and so there have definitely been times where i'm just been oh man i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do about this (laughs) and and like i literally i post uh you know like i said every other friday and it'll be thursday morning at two o'clock and i'm just staring at the screen going oh god i I need to get this to the next point in the story and and the readers completely confuse me so it's it's been fun like i said it's been a lot of fun to have those challenges and and see the participation it was even funner is uh, there's a few de- dedicated fans, which is just unbelievably awesome and flattering and completely bizarre to me to have fans, but that are pretty passionate about it. And, and they'll see tweets throughout the week about it when the vote isn't going their way, that there's a reader who wants something specific to happen and the, everybody else is voting for the other thing. And seeing people get pissy on Twitter about that is actually pretty awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's been it's been fun. It's been a great way to connect with with readers and to to do a project like that and and really get people involved in the in the storytelling. I, I think is you know we live in the internet age, right? And yeah. There's so much interactive stuff and and to get readers involved in that way has been just an absolute blast. And it's it's ongoing. It's very space opera ish. Uh, 
actually my my inspiration and i'll probably get sued or something for this but uh i love futurama and i always wanted like a dramatic futurama a serious <laughs> one and so it's kind of along those lines it's a serious futurama is is what i call the overall plot of it um and it just it goes on and so each story leads into the next no matter what the vote happens um and i kind of have a major shift every now and then so there are some definite story arcs yeah and then at the end of each major story arc then there's a vote for whatever the next mission is whatever the next project is and um so just having something that's ongoing like that has just been super super fun to write well it sounds like it'd be a really cool thing too like you could wrap up sections of it and actually sell off later on as a book that was kind of sounded like you could say, you know, you could even market it that way as something that was yeah. written in a, in such a unique way, you know? Yeah. I think that that would be a really cool thing to do. I'm, you know, I keep meaning to go and see exactly how many stories I've, I've written, but uh, you know, it's upwards of 30 short stories, I think at this point, cause it's been about a year every other week. And so, yeah, I think that would be a pretty cool thing to package and I, I'd be curious to see how people received it without the polls at the end of each chapter, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, think reading. of the nostalgia, though. You know, the nostalgia factor with, with like you said in yourself, you know, we, we grew up with those choose-your-own-adventure books. That's something that's ingrained into a lot of our psyches, you know? So I could imagine that being, like, an adult choose-your-own-adventure being, like, the next big thing uh, uh, over, like, the adult coloring book that's become, like, you know, a huge yeah. fad, you know? There's actually um, there's a there's a company in Seattle that does uh, an adult choose your own adventure thing, which, by the way, you can't actually say that <laughs> I got I got a cease and desist letter from them. Oh, um, <laughs> really? Not even joking. They were like um, and, and they were actually super polite. They didn't send yeah, me an yeah. official letter. There was legal action, but they're just like, hey, we're kind of small. A lot of people don't realize this is actually a trademark phrase. So can you just not? And, and I said, yeah, of course. I, I love the book. So. Um, hey. that was an easy resolution, but, uh, so they don't call them choose your own adventure books, but they're out of Seattle. And I saw them at Emerald city comic con last year. Yeah. I and think, I, I think, uh, it's choose a matic. It might be. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think that's it. I actually think I've had him on, on the show for a brief three or four minute thing. I think he calls hmm. it choose a matic books or whatever. Interesting. Yeah, I cannot remember for the life of me, but I, I know there's a couple, at least that one company out there. Yeah, choose Matic books. There it is. I just yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'd be a lot of fun to do, and and then yeah, like I said, it's just an open-ended project in a lot of ways, uh, from from the storytelling to the financial side of it. Like I said, it's just I have a tip jar out there, but um, I'm more interested in people reading it and enjoying it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Is your uh, is your Patreon at Ventress or is it at uh, Dean? If you if you just go to Patreon slash Dean forty three, all spelled out. Okay. Um, it's is what the link, or if you just the Ventress Patreon. Okay. Yep. Just want to make sure people can find it, you know. And uh, to choose your own adventure, if you're listening, we now know that it's trademarked, <laughs> and we everyone out there should know choose your own adventure is trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We don't mean to use the name in any other way that <laughs> that would yes. bother you, I hope. <laughs> Please don't send big bad lawyers after us. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be kind of crappy. That would be crappy. I, th- I think we're safe just talking. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was a funny moment of, oh, oh, somebody's paying attention to me anyway, at least. Yeah, that's right. That's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> 
When you get a cease and desist letter from Star Wars or Lucasfilm, well, you at least they read my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, some people, I've heard some folks, you know, like post up their cease and desist letters, like as a, as a, uh, uh, a prize. Leia, totally, totally. It's like, it's like a, a, a big proud moment. <laughs> Like they, yeah. like they got a trophy. <laughs> totally, totally. It's like my stuff's good enough for legal action. Sweet. <laughs> Rob, could you... I have arrived. He... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Rob, could you imagine... I mean, could you ever do something like that in the art world? Rob's an artist, as you can tell by his giant Galactus cookie. <laughs> um, is there any way to do that, to, like, choose an art path? Like... Okay, what character should I draw? What pose should he be in? Like, should he have a gun? Should he have a... You know what I mean? Like, is there any oh, way man. that you could imagine doing that, something similar to the, the writing world of like in, in your art? I just can't think of well, it, you know? I mean, uh, th- that's kind of what commissions are sort of like. I mean, depending on how detailed the, the commission is. You know, I mean, because some folks want really, really, really specific stuff. I mean, there was this one okay. time, I kid you not, I got a commission... Um, it was for a, a super deformed Gundam standing on top of a jar or a, a, a tube of KY jelly <laughs> while giving the peace sign in it. This is, well, that seems basic. The kind Everybody of, wants that. Oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> you know, so, so shoot, you know, comm- commissions are, are kind of like a, uh, an interesting mixed bag and everyone is definitely different, but, but I, I, I don't know if I could really quite, uh, uh, compare it, you know, directly to that sort of, you know, user input experience that Dean's talking about. Yeah. You know, that, that's much, you know, kind of bigger scale, you know, I just, I just kind of was thinking I was like film and probably writing could do that, but I, I don't think you could put that in anywhere else. Right. I mean, I've seen people do that sort of setup with comics, you know, where they, yeah, they've yeah. done like a, you know, like a, you know, choose your own adventure type comic. Um, but I, I've never seen one other than for kind of specific details, like the death of Robin, for example, you know, that was, oh, up yeah. to, that you know, was a vote. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. You know, other than rare stuff like that, um, not, not really, you know, you, you just don't see that very often. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking it's such an interesting project. It's such a, a niche thing. I think, I think you got something going there, Dean. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's been, like I said, it's been a lot of fun. I'd love to, I'd love to see more people read and, and participate and, well, hopefully this uh, this talk will get people into it because I'm definitely going to be checking more of it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. Sweet. There you go. Sweet. I'll make sure you get the links. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, and uh, so Dean, uh, tell everybody. So you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter. Tell everybody all your social media stuff and where they can follow you and find you and everything. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty easy to find everywhere. Uh, Dean forty three. On, on every social media, that's my website, everything, and it's F-O-R-T-Y-T-H-R-E-E, so all spelled out, 43, not the actual number. So Twitter, um, I'm actually, I have a Facebook page. I never, ever, ever do anything with it because I really hate Facebook. That's like That seems to be our last place to post, too. Rob posts more there than I do, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that, you know, and it's one of those things where I generally I'm actually fairly antisocial. So, uh, 
getting myself out there is, is definitely not my strong suit as, which is a huge deficiency as an indie author. Um, but so I, I have a page there. Uh, I think my blog and everything will automatically repost there, but, uh, you can definitely follow me on Twitter where I am monumentally active, probably yeah. obnoxiously. So yeah, <laughs> that's our but, most, that's my most active thing too. Is yeah. Twitter. And I, I, we're always going back and forth. You and I, yeah, yeah. I was, I was drooling over your tie fighter, by the way. Oh yeah. I got that today. I'm going to put a video up either late tonight or tomorrow. I look forward to it. I have no idea where to put that tie fighter. By the way, Rob, um, we're talking about my office has a good space. <laughs> just, a good space just uh, I picked up today. There was a sale at target, Rob, where they had, um, the black series tie fighter of the, for the six inch figures. It was on on sale, and then on top of it, it was at Target where I have a red card, which gets an additional fifty or five percent off. So I ended up saving around forty-five dollars on this thing, and I immediately brought it home this afternoon and started doing an unboxing video and realized that it's bigger than my kitchen table, and the camera had to be so far away in order to get the whole thing in that it 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 could it it almost had to be outside the apartment. Holy shit, dude. That's I impressive. Mean, I put the thing up next to my head, and the cockpit is bigger than my head. See, I, I need to get a picture of you next to the box for scale, or next <laughs> to the thing for scale. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see that. I, I didn't think it was that big from what it's I Yeah, like looking at the box, it's like, well, well, admittedly, that is a six-inch fig, right? So, yeah. so, And it looks like a three-and-three-quarter from from the picture. Then that's <laughs> what I think my brain is sort of snapping to. So it's yeah. just like, oh, that's not that big at all. And in reality, it's like double the size that I'm thinking it's, it is. It's about, it's probably a good five or eight to ten times as big as the uh, the three and three quarter inch one. I, I just can't get over how big it is. Holy crap, dude! Awesome. The three and three quarter inch one can go completely underneath it with no problem clearance wise. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's dude, just dude, huge. Dude. You just need to have it hanging from your ceiling. Yeah, I think it should have to hang. Yeah, there's there's really. It could well, sit hey, in the middle of a coffee table and just be there forever. <laughs> just like this. You're in Washington State. You don't need a ceiling fan. Yeah. That's true. true. <laughs> That's true. Damn thing is just taking up space. Put up the TIE Fighter. Wired up. It'll fly, know, around, the, it'll fly around in a circle. There you go. That's yeah, true. wired up the lighting and everything, you know? Sorry, put, a, put some LEDs in that sucker. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's make this a weekend project. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, I hope that's the only one they come out with. I, I if they come up with an X-wing, I'm gonna be like, oh no. Oh <laughs> seriously, to... <laughs> dude, you think this is the only one they're gonna come up with? This is the money oh, no. machine that Disney has just really started to fire up here, man. They are not gonna stop <laughs> oh. the oh, gravy you... train from running. Sp- speaking of that, have you seen the K Jewelers spot in oh. the with the the a uh, charm bracelet. Oh God! Like, please, can we stop now? <laughs> <laughs> there are times when I'm really glad that you know that I only have Hulu and Netflix, and then I just oh. only paid for no commercials. Yeah, uh, that's, what, that's <laughs> the way to live. I I watched the football game live today, which was a horrible mistake because I prefer to DVR and just fast forward commercials. But yeah. K Jewelers has charm bracelet, dark side and light side pendants and yep. door pendants, and I'm just and like, then oh. And then there's the makeup. Have you seen the makeup? Y- yes, the makeup's the, awesome. The, the eyeliner or whatever, yeah. There's Star Wars eyeliner. 
Which I say all of that, I'd probably buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I think like, I saw an R2D2 and a BB8 uh, dehumidifiers too. So. <laughs> Dehumidifiers. <laughs> yes, oh. you get little astrovectoroid dehumidifiers if you want to. Wow, so oh, man. the movie's That's... bad, then then those won't be the only things to suck. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's kind of like some of the prequel stuff. Like at least we got good toys out of it if it's terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. the prequels were terrible, but there were some damn good toys. <laughs> well, There's actually there... one or two ships that I want to track down from the prequels that. Because I'm, I'm getting more and more into ships these days, as you can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to be out of space to actually use in your home. Yeah. Not important. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, you weren't kidding. That thing is huge. <laughs> you're looking at it. A picture. Well, yeah, I'm looking at it sitting on top of your coffee table. Oh, from the Twitter pics I just put up? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that thing is almost as wide as your coffee table. That's the kitchen table, but yeah, you're right. I mean, a kitchen table, sorry. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> I think it's humongous. Uh, Man, I need, like, equitable scale transformers now. <laughs> well, hey, did you you got my message, right? The Titan series is coming out. There's going to be four of them. Well, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Or, you know, now, now if, if we can get some of those sent out to us that's <laughs> yes. fantastic yes that's true and i could actually partake in them instead of uh you know just looking at pictures of them on the internet yeah hint hint hasbro <laughs> let's uh hey hasbro <laughs> been a fan of you guys for a while now just well, we're in good with the transformer guys we might be able to make one of those <laughs> things happen you know we'll see you'll have to duke it out with jason though because i know he'll want one too oh yeah i'm pretty sure i can beat him up <laughs> I, I am like twice his size and perhaps three times his physical mass. <laughs> <laughs> you could just absorb him. <laughs> You're gone. That's right. So Dean, you mentioned uh, Jessica Jones earlier and uh, I take it you just, you said you had just watched the daredevil stuff, right? Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've been fighting a cold all this week, so I've been just in full on binge watching mode. So I just watched all of daredevil over the last week and, um, just started Jessica Jones today, so. Well, what did you think of Daredevil? Um, I came really late to the party, and Daredevil. I'm not a huge comic guy, but Daredevil's I think one of the better. I, I really dig him. And then the Ben Affleck movie, we all know, was so so terrible. <laughs> so I had relatively low expectations for it, and then there was so much hype around it. Yeah. You know, everybody who watched it right when it came out and everything was so in love with it. And so so I, I'm like equal parts in love with it and equal parts disappointed, I guess. There, there were some things that really underwhelmed me about it. Um, I think the acting was amazing. Yeah. For one thing, I loved uh, Charlie Cox, who plays Matt Murdock. Um, and he was fantastic in, I think, season three of, uh, of Boardwalk Empire. Okay. Which I think is just one of the best shows of modern times. I, I haven't watched that show, but oh, my, man, dad, my dad loves it, though. It's so good. I I, I love that show, and Steve Buscemi's fantastic in it. Um, I don't know if we can nerd out about mobster movies, but well, okay. I, I loved it. Um, yeah, I, anyway, I highly recommend it, and Charlie Cox is just really, really fantastic in it. So I was really curious to see what he did with Matt Murdock and with Daredevil, and I think he did a just excellent, excellent job of – of portraying a lot of the conflicts that Matt has. Um, 
And then that was kind of my complaint with it was the other side of the coin. I was a little bit disappointed in Kingpin as a villain. Um, and I'm curious to see what they do in season two with him, because I think it left it open to him being more of just a out and out bad guy. If they bring him back, um, I think Vincent D'Onofrio did a great job portraying him. He had, I'm trying to think how to exactly express it, but it, on one hand, he was the good guy, the savior of Hell's Kitchen and all of that. And then he would do something evil, like kill a guy. And it never felt like those two pieces of him were truly married together to me, mm-hmm. to where it was like, 75% of the time with his public persona, which is the main ingredient to Kingpin. So I think they nailed that, that, oh, he's a legitimate businessman. No, he appears to be this philanthropist. And then it's like, oh, but we got to make him do something evil. And maybe it's just because I'm a terrible person. But most of the time when he would go on his rants about how he's actually trying to save Hell's Kitchen and his ends justify the means and he's not that different from Daredevil. I'm like, yeah, that's basically the guy you've given me. Like, no, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I so maybe in that sense he was a very compelling villain but for a lot of it i, I didn't feel motivated to hate him as an antagonist I yeah well i well i kind of felt like they um they were building him up to the kingpin that we know from the comics and the rest of the mm-hmm. universe like this first season was more about building kingpin into the character that he's going to be Rather I, than, rather than uh, maybe even more so than showing us Matt Murdock, you know? Yeah. Right. Kind of and, been... and I I hope so. And, and I think, like I said, I think they left a lot of that open uh, to where season one ended. So I'm really curious to see where they go from. Because like I said, I think the acting was just fantastic. I think all the characters were really portrayed really well. The directing was was really good. So I'm, I'm really curious to see where they go with that. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Rob, about that Kingpin thing? No, um... No, I, I agree to an extent uh, with, about Kingpin, and and I, I I do feel that 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 first season was just as much of an origin story for Kingpin as it was for for Daredevil. Um, you know that that neither of them are you know the characters that we uh, have come to know through the comics yet. You know that they're right. they're yeah. finding their way to that point, but but you know. Up and up until you know this point, the, the, the kingpin hadn't really quite found his confidence yet, and you know, and whatnot. Just as as Matt really hasn't found his direction, uh, you know, up until the 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 the, the very end, um, mm-hmm. you know, when they became you know kind of dedicated to their path, as it were. Um, and and I really think that we're going to be, see some interesting stuff with that character. Hopefully in in season two, if not maybe season three. I don't. I'm not sure. You know, you know when 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 they're going to be bringing him back. But um, you know, I, I can I can really see uh, some potential compelling you know character development uh, happening from his time in prison. Yeah. You know, kind of hardening him up, toughening him up. Uh, and whatnot, you know, it, it, and, and even more intriguing, I think is his wife who yeah. at this yeah. point is the kingpin, you know? Um, I mean, she's, she's been more of an innate or she was more of an enabler of him becoming that, you know, truly kind of dark evil, 
you know character than 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 anybody else you know you you kind of ex- it, it, it's turning the comic trope on its head because mm-hmm. you know in the comic vanessa was was so she wasn't hmm? yeah that, that's what i was gonna say is, is wasn't she in the comics she wanted him to give up crime right yeah absolutely she wanted him to be legit she was kind of naive about you know his what he was doing and the extent that he was involved in in criminal activity and you know she was this 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 great source of good in his life and then without her he really turns to the dark side and in this it's like she's the one pushing him along that path to kind of get him you know to to where he wants to be or or where he or at least where he winds up ending up you know it, it's no, an no, interesting... I, I... yeah oh sorry it's just, oh. it's just an interesting little twist in that character yeah i think they did a great job with that i think one of my favorite or at least kind of the linchpin scene to the whole series that really made it all kind of click for me was, uh, and spoiler alert, if you're one of <laughs> the five remaining people who haven't seen it now, but uh, <laughs> where she's in the hospital and he, she's still unconscious and he promises to make the people who did it suffer. And yeah. then she wakes up and he says it again and she just says, good. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. where I was like, man, they, they made that this great pairing and gave them a really powerful dynamic, like you said, turning that just typical trope on its head and really giving Vanessa a ton of power, obviously within that universe, and then as a mm-hmm. character in her own right. I was, I, I just that scene to me was was kind of the linchpin to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. agreed, agreed. And and that was that was the moment where you really understand what she's, where you really begin to understand what she's about. You know, that, that she isn't just this, you know, you know, sweet, you know, you know, kind of uh, pretty lady to have on the arm. I mean, she is she is brutal. Yeah. And, she, you yeah. know, she's ready to she's ready to, to take some serious action. Yeah. And, and I think it was really cool to see her being set up as, as a villain in her own right, whether she does that for a period of time without the kingpin actually being involved or if she branches out on her own, I'm really curious to see what they do with that. But to see a villain kind of have an origin story, that's just because they're kind of letting themselves be evil rather than the kingpins, for example, that has his backstory in his childhood and all the decisions he made along the way where no, she's an art dealer Mm -hmm. and a fairly average person until she has that opportunity and that choice, which is really what Daredevil is all about it at the heart and soul of it is, is mm-hmm. the choices people make for good or for evil. Yeah. And she, she chooses to go to evil. Whereas in the comics, right? She doesn't, she, no, she finds out about it and then wants him out of crime and makes him essentially try to be good. Um, so to, to have her then make that other choice in this, the MCU or M- television, unit, whatever, whatever they're calling it, I think they, that's that makes for such a compelling storyline. So that part I'm, I'm really excited about. So And it gives a little bit of that moral ambiguity that I think will mm-hmm. bring that character together more. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You know, and, and with the uh, with the whole, uh, you know, MCU television, you know, when when they when they introduced it as an alternate universe within, you know, kind of the, the Marvel multiverse, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, it, it really started making me 
be a little bit more compelled by, you know, what changes they made, you know, to, to see what kind of Elseworlds sort of vibe we were, we were getting here, you know, and, and it really kind of took away a lot of that, that old angst that I used to have, you know, like that, that, that nerd rage where we're like, Oh, this isn't the right way. Oh my God. Ah!" You know, (laughs) you know, it's like now I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how they take the, the material, stay true to it. While while doing something different to intrigue me, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and the TV stuff, like, in my opinion, way better than the movies. Yeah, I've been liking the gritty nature and the down to earth parts of the Netflix series. That mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, speaking of Jessica Jones as well. I mean, we won't go beyond the first episode since that's all you've seen. That's all right. But, I, um, I don't mind terribly. I'm I'm but, not a big spoiler verse person, so. Yeah. <laughs> But I just like how the universes are connected with the movies. Like these, this, these Netflix series are clearly connected. They they reference them. They mention mm-hmm. things that happened in the movies and stuff. But yet you're seeing it from almost like when you watch the Avengers or Captain America, it's like you're watching it from above. You're watching it from yeah. from like this high on sort of view. But when you're watching Daredevil or Jessica Jones on Netflix. You're seeing it from the street level or in the right. sewer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like this is what the real people have to deal with after the Avengers smash down the city and save <laughs> it from these aliens. You know? Yeah, I was I was talking to a friend of mine about uh, just kind of that of of let's have this kind of everyman perspective a little bit more of of just like what's it like for the insurance agent? That's yeah. that's what I always think of, especially like the Avengers as New York is just completely getting destroyed. Like. Who's the claims adjuster who has to deal with that? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, so my building was smashed by the Hulk. <laughs> and you might see that on Daredevil yeah. and Jessica Jones. You, totally you really could. might. Yeah. It, I mean, we see a little bit of that with, with just uh, – which ended up being much more important. But with the, the clients that Nelson and Murdoch were taking on were these people who were dealing with the fallout from that. Yeah. And, the interesting thing is is that there actually was a comic about that back in the day called Damage Control. Yeah, that's true. Um, there was, yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I've heard rumors that that may be in contention for a potential TV slot. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd so, be awesome. Because so, they could be. they could even interject a little bit of humor into that too, just because it's you know. Oh, that series was so hilarious back in the day. Yeah, it, it was that's funny awesome. stuff. And, you know, so, like, so do you get just, do you get Hulk thing. insurance? I mean, is that like a real thing? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, have you? Do you guys watch Screen Junkies? The guys who do honest trailers. I've oh, seen some every honest, so often. Yeah, yeah I've seen okay, some so, honest trailers. Yeah. Uh, they they did announce the thing. I, I love their stuff. Um, but they've got a. They're doing a live action show, scripted and everything that they're producing, and it's called Interns of Field, and it's essentially a parody but it's like interns at the avengers <laughs> and like the crap they they deal with and basically kind of cleaning up the superheroes messes and all of that and it just it sounds like such a fun concept and thor just leaves the ale bottle like everywhere <laughs> right <laughs> so i'm pretty excited to see where that goes just because yeah there's there's so much real world impact of that but like you said they, there's this high perspective that that they give you in all the Marvel movies and you see it from this hero perspective and you're like, what about the guy whose car just got smashed? Like, yeah, he's just having a day at the office and he walks outside and there's a giant green dude on his car. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, cause like in Jessica Jones, there is one, I don't know if it was in like 
it was somewhere in the first couple episodes, but they mm-hmm. just they just make mention of that, like oh well, well, from what I from what I saw, they destroyed the city. I mean, my husband was underneath, you know, fine until this building fell on him because of the Avengers, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you hear some of that from the the citizens and the people that are around, the ordinary people, just being like. You know, from my perspective, the Avengers destroyed the city, you know, even though they saved him, you know. Right, right. And the best thing about the, the TV stuff is that it's so casually thrown out there. Yeah, it's it not is. like, you know, it's not like they're they're got big, you know, neon <clears throat> signs pointing. It's like, hey, Easter egg, Easter egg. Right. You know, I mean, they're, they're being very casual. This just part of the world that they're living in. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I do think that that's, you know, Marvel's real intention with these Netflix series is to give us that, that kind of everyday perspective. Yeah. You know, the, the, the street level heroes, you know, that we're getting have always, you know, had that sort of perspective to them in the comics. So I'm, I'm just really glad that they're able to, to, uh, keep that feel, uh, as well as they are in, uh, in the, the Netflix stuff, you know, and, the production value that they have is spectacular. I mean, so you basically are getting like a 12, 13 hour movie. Right. Yeah. 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 It's I, that I, good. I, it is that good. I was, that was, was starting to watch Daredevil. That was the first thing. And like I said, some actors that I really liked uh, and actresses, uh, Rosario Dawson's great in it too, but oh yeah, just the, the production of it was just fantastic. And the directing was spot on. I, I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved it. And, and I mean, just on the note of the, the every man and everything, that was one of the first things that hooked me was then in the first episode of daredevil where they're essentially dealing with the driver of the plot is the cleanup and the rebuilding of, of New York from that attack. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's a thing and people are addressing it and they're moving. And then the everyday evil people, that corporate greed was then right there. And it's, I just really like that. Like, no people are going to go on with their lives and deal with that. And I think they did a great job of exploring that. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I just can't wait to see more. I love, I mean, I love where Jessica Jones is going, and I I can't wait to talk about that once we've all seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I mean, supposedly we we have the Luke Cage series next. And, I'm, uh, I'm so stinking excited for that. I just, oh yeah, ah, God, that's gonna be rad. So oh man, so they are gonna do like a Luke Cage on his own, even though he's in Jessica yep. Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And and I mean, they are gonna bring Iron Fist into this, right? Isn't that what I've heard? That's that's what I've heard. Yeah, well, that one's kind of up in the air right now, you know. Because um, is there? Are they because... talk about he might get a movie instead? There's talk about him potentially getting a movie and uh, them slipping Moon Knight into his place uh, in the Netflix lineup, oh, okay. um, which honestly doesn't do a damn thing for me. Um, I'd still be interested you know? to see how someone does Moon Knight, because I, I just feel like as of yet, his comic never quite worked. Well, and that's the thing. Think about it like this. Moon Knight has been tackled by some of the best writers and artists in the business and nobody has ever been able to really get him to work. Yeah. I mean, what, what does that tell you right there? You know, I mean, if these folks couldn't tackle the character and make it sing, you know, what, 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 uh, chance, uh, do we have to, to make it really work as a TV show? I mean, it, it so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I, I'd be, I'd be curious to see what they did though, but, and, and that's kind of part of it for me is I'd be curious to see what they do with it as a TV show 
because maybe that's it's what I always say about Hollywood's remakes. Like, don't remake good movies. You're setting yourself up for failure. Go back and remake a bad movie that nobody really liked and take the good from it and make a good movie out of it. Yeah. And so I, I wonder if they can do that with some of these comic book characters that weren't the most popular, that weren't the best, that never really came into their own. And can you take them and make them a great TV show? Yeah. You know, can you break ground with that? Well, I mean, they kind of did with. I mean, they kind of did it with Galax with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I hated that movie. Did you really? You <laughs> I'm the only person on the planet. There's like me and two other people. And yeah, that's, that's yeah, what I was yeah. I've heard like one or two other people ever, say that they hate that show, that that movie. But that's I, about I it. Just, I was I was just tremendously tremendously underwhelmed by it. Whoa! I, I loved it I'm so, so much. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you broken, John? Oh, uh, a little piece of me did, but it's, ever... it's okay to disagree. We, we allow it all on the show, yeah, right? Yeah. So? You and I agree on like 98% of stuff, so I think there needs to be something. <laughs> well, you know, don't want you guys to be clones or anything. I know, exactly. It's, nobody wants two of me, let me tell you. <laughs> or two of me, you know? <laughs> I, I do have to say that, you know, with, with the Luke Cage TV series coming up, I am super excited to see more uh, of uh, Mike Coulter, you know, who's playing Luke Cage. He oh, that yeah. dude is just spectacular. Yeah, like like um, the subtlety he brings to that character and his movements and everything are just phenomenal. I will, won't give any details out, so don't worry. Yeah. Uh, I'm very good about talking about things without giving out spoilers. <laughs> That's cool. Um, now, 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 correct me about this whole thing. So. Hmm. Matt Murdock just has extrasensory perception due to the way that he was blinded, but he's not necessarily stronger or um, impenetrable because we've seen him get sliced he's apart, right? No, he's he, he's basically just a dude. Training, yeah. Okay, and then and then Luke Cage. Now, sorry, what was that, Rob? He's like an Olympic level athlete kind of thing. Okay. And then Luke Cage is impenetrable, his skin, nothing can pierce it. But yeah. he doesn't necessarily have super strength or anything else, right? He does have super strength uh, to uh, to an extent. Um, he like, does like, have, like super he, strength or just stronger than an average guy? Uh, like, can probably lift a car. I okay, mean, okay. I mean, I, you know, uh, him and Jessica Jones are pretty, pretty equivalent in terms of kind of like minor level super strength okay because she is just super strong but can be caught or shot right yeah yeah she has she heals a little faster she's um i believe she she's you know physically a little bit faster she has super strength she can in the comics she could fly uh in this series she says that she basically does control jumping kind of like superman yeah originally, originally yeah um you know, so so she's she's a powerhouse, but she's not invulnerable. Um, but the thing with Luke Cage to to remember is that he has impenetrable impenetrable skin, but that doesn't make his you know insides any more resistant to damage. Okay. You know that that. So if it, he gets a good kidney punch, he could still you know his kidneys yeah. could go ah like we would. If he takes enough damage to affect you know his squishy bits, then absolutely. Okay. Um, I just want to so, make sure I have all their power sets right because a lot of these are characters that 
I would read when they come into Spider-Man, but then I wouldn't read them when they went out. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. if they crossed over with Spider-Man, which is what a lot of times happened with a lot of these heroes like Daredevil and Luke Cage and those guys. They'd team up with Spider-Man once in a while, and that's where I would get my taste of them, you know? Totally. But yeah, he's he's just super, super resistant to physical in- injury, uh, essentially. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so he's definitely a badass. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I really liked that they brought up Heroes for Hire, but uh, we can get into that next time when we talk on more yeah. on Jessica Jones. Yeah, no worries. Well, you know, Dean, at this point, um, we're looking at a pretty good time we've got here. We can wrap it up if you want. Um, why don't you tell everybody once again where to find you and you know, the Ventrist and all that stuff. And uh, before we wrap it up. Okay. Uh, just whenever. Yeah, whenever you all want. Right. Just go ahead. Yeah, so uh, again, Dean43, all spelled out, F-O-R-T-Y-T-H-R-E-E. Um, on Twitter, .wordpress.com for my blog. Uh, 3024 is my short story collection. You can punch that in, in onto Amazon. You'll find it right there um and then the ongoing crowdsourced storytelling over at the ventress which is uh v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s-s dot com so check it out read on that and vote if you want yeah i'll be definitely getting into that voting that's pretty cool i love that idea thanks thanks yeah i'll hope you read it hope you like it yeah i knew i knew about it but i i just can't believe i didn't start reading it beforehand i don't know why just i'm sorry hurts hurts my feelings (laughs) hurts my feelings yeah and i can't wait to uh you know see star wars with you one of these times i know i'm I'm stoked yeah opening night right yeah yeah it's gonna be me it's gonna be you and i plus another author michael Muntz. yeah um i don't know yeah i i feel like uh i feel like the middle child here you had what Chris Prillo on on the show and months and everything and I'm like oh and then there's me bringing up the rear so yeah you've yeah. had some awesome guests on lately thank you yeah yeah and uh, so yeah both of those guys will see it with us Chris will be there too so stoked yeah so it'll be a yeah. good time you know to you, you can put faces to all these names right? <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure John is seeing uh, Force Awakens like 27 times in the first uh, like four or five days. <laughs> I, th- I think he has what's the what's the stupid James Bondy time thing from uh, from Harry Potter that he's gonna see it like multiple times more than is physically possible. Yes, yes. Time Turner, that's what it's yeah, Time yeah. Turner. You you found me out. I've got the time yeah, Turner. Time Turner, and he's just using it to see Star Wars a million times. I've just actually over and over. <laughs> What happened was I uh, I actually got a time turner and a TARDIS. So <laughs> <laughs> the combination. Just don't put one inside the other. It's awful. That's, yeah, yeah, awful. yeah, yeah. That's bad. Don't mix that. It's like, just put just put a, a TV screen. You know, it's bigger on the inside. Put a put a giant theater screen in the TARDIS and kick you. back and watch Star Wars forever. That's well, true. you know, I mean, if he actually had the TARDIS, he would have seen that like two years ago. <laughs> That's, That's yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if he had the TARDIS, I would hope he'd go back and do something about the Phantom Menace. Oh, God. Well, maybe he beat Lucas up on the head and shoulder so hard that the Phantom Menace is what resulted. That's, that's what it is. Thanks, John. <laughs> I screwed asshole. up time too much. Just, <laughs> that's right. Stepped on too many butterflies. <laughs> A little delicate there. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, on that note, we saw out of here.
Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming for on, on, Dean. All right, talk to you later. Later. Thanks, Rob, for coming on. It's time to get your geek on at the con, and today we have Claire with Geek Star Costuming. Enjoy, and we'll talk to you later on the Super Awesome Geek Show. So I'm at Geek Girl Con 2015, and I see some really cool Groot earrings here, and Groot is one of my guys, and uh, it's Geek Star, and Geek Star Costuming, yeah, here you go, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about it. Hey, my name's Claire, and I've been running Geek Star Costuming for about five years for this rendition of my business. I've been making stuff my whole life, but I'm a huge nerd, so when I kicked off this version of it, it really took off, and people love my stuff which is amazing but I love making stuff that people want so that's really key <laughs> yeah and I I mean I see you at almost every show it's like I've, I've just been seeing you all around town at just like every convention it's really great whenever I see you right conventions are my jam I love seeing people in person and supporting the community and being able to do deals in person and really um, conventions you can people watch you can be with your community it's just the whole thing is so perfect Cool. Where can everybody find your stuff and where's your social media outlet online? So I sell online at geekstarcostuming.com. Super easy to find. And I also have every social media known to man. So the popular ones are probably my uh, Facebook page, obviously, but my Instagram is actually pretty hopping and my Tumblr is too. So those those are good ones. They're all under Geekstar Costuming. Indeed. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's uh, geekstar1337. Okay. But all the rest are Geekstar Costuming. Great. And I always like to know, since I'm a geek show, what are you geeking out about lately? Oh my goodness. So I've been watching a ton of DS9 while crafting lately. So the Star Trek is always my jam. Uh, first and foremost, other than that, what? Oh, Mad Max. I just oh, did wow. new Mac, Mad Max pieces, and they are flying. So that's super exciting. But I'm, a, I'm obsessed with that movie. <laughs> yeah. There was a good Furiosa girl in a Furiosa costume. Oh. Did you see there was a Max and a Nux? I did not, yes. They're so good, yeah. <laughs> I'm and, really excited. And your costumes are always great, too. Every time I see you, you're in a different one, and they're always fantastic. It's my thing. It's why I do this. It's because I love it so much. <laughs> That's cool. Are you having a good show? I am, actually. This is not only a good show in general and financially, but also for your soul. It's really got all the panels and all of the costumes that you've always wanted in one place. Place, so. yeah, I love Geek Girl Con. This is a fantastic event. The community adventure. is insanely cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks a lot for spending a little time with us. Of course, anytime. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. See you later. Yep. Bye. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show with John Adams, Jason Rigdon, Eric Locke, Matt B, and Rob Clifford. The Super Awesome Geek Show is part of Kingdom of the Geeks. We put up new episodes every Friday. You can find us on iTunes and on the website at superawesomegeekshow.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Follow us on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. And if you'd like to help, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Or make one of the purchases of our fine toys, art, and collectibles on the eBay store, stores.ebay.com slash kingdomofthegeeks. All your support does help, and we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to be on the show, just contact us, superawesomegeekshow at gmail.com. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks a lot for listening, and see you next Friday on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Super Awesome Geek Show!